Welcome on into the Smash Mouth Football Podcast. We are already on week five. Fucking crazy how fast the NFL season goes. Time flies and you're having fun. It is I, your uh, one of your co-hosts here today, Chris McGuire, uh, leading off uh, just the way it's supposed to be. Fuck you, Gavin, taking my job. Uh, just joking. He's doing a great job. Uh <laughs> We got Peachmini here with me today. Just us two. Uh, nice duo here. Peachmini, how you doing? I'm doing good. I actually responding to you too, instead of just leaving you on, leaving you hanging like we used to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it sounded like you were gonna. You're welcome for that, by the way. Yeah, thank you. I, I, for a second, it sounded like you're gonna leave me hanging. Uh, there's a nice <laughs> little pause there. I, I wasn't sure if it was. Uh, you thinking about leaving me hanging or what? I don't know. Anyway, let's let's get it underway. Uh, tonight uh, we have the Rams facing the Seahawks. Just a little little review on what everybody picked in the last episode. I picked the Rams uh, minus one and a half. Connor picked the Rams. Gavin picked the Rams. Peachman, you picked Seattle. Uh, you weren't on the last episode. I just wanted to know, like, uh, what's your like, what is your thought process behind that? Um, I'll be honest with you, it wasn't a whole lot of thought process. It was a lot of gut. But um, I did think, I think, you know, divisional game for one, two. Um, obviously, it's only one and a half, so it's, it's more of a pick than anything. But I don't know. Rams showed last week. I wasn't, I don't know, I don't know. I was just very iffy on them. Stafford missing some huge, wide open Cooper Cup like four or five times really just did not sit well with me. <laughs> Nor, and nor I. Underutilization of Robert Woods is also unbelievable. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. But moving on to the, uh, to the first game of the Sunday slate. Uh, just uh, forewarning for anybody who plays fantasy, make sure you set your lineups uh, before this game because it is starting at 9:30 a.m. Uh, the first London game since pre-COVID. The New York Jets are technically at. The Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons are three-point favorites. Uh, by the way, let me say our records real quick. I'm 33 and one, 32 and uh, 32 and 32 for Connor, 35 and 29 for Gavin, and you are 36 and 28 after an astounding week last week where you went 13. Yeah, and three. I hope you, hope you guys all heard about that. Where I balled out after two shitty weeks. After you know, if you saw me call Chris out on Twitter for his <laughs> shitty takes, and then because of that, I have been having shitty takes. But I'm back. So if you're He's betting back, money this baby. weekend, give me a listen. I'm going. I'll get 12 right this week. I feel like that's <laughs> that's low balling it, but let's go for it. Okay, <laughs> low balling it. Okay. Uh, no, but I was telling Gavin. I don't know if you listened to the last show, but I I think this is the first time in the history of the show where all of us were 500 or above. That's kind of nuts. Like not not for a I single week. Like we we've yeah, we've, yeah, we've had it for a single week, but like in general, where all of our like total records overall were five hundred or above. Which last year I had a Connor weird tip-toeing year. Tiptoeing that five hundred line. Yeah, you, you yeah. had a rough year last year. For all yeah. listeners, if you're new, Chris Chris just couldn't get it right last year, and it makes no sense. He just could not get it right. Yeah, especially because spreads are literally they're they're around the fifty percent margin line, like where you're supposed to make around fifty percent, no matter where you go. And I I just I could not get close to that at all. But th- here I am this year, thirty three and thirty one, thirty one. I'm happy about it. 
uh it's no but, 36 so, and 28 like myself but no it, it is not it is not but uh anyway the Atlanta Falcons hosting the Jets uh do you have a pick for this I I actually like the Jets here um coming off uh hearing that Ridley will not be making the trip is kind of big for me there's really not a whole lot for this Falcons offense they have not looked good at all I really actually thought Wilson looked good last week I'm very upset though because I did have the Tennessee Titans in a survivor league if anyone was wondering and I chose them to win last week and they lost to the Jets in overtime after multiple opportunities of having several chances to win they blew it anyway whatever I'm beyond that it's got me on the Jets type <laughs> train here I don't know I just I don't see I still can't see Atlanta like why do you think they're favorites here just because it's Matt Ryan over Zach Wilson and no other reason or I I don't know. I honestly don't know. Uh, I, to be fair, when we got these lines in, it was, I think it was before the uh, Ridley announcement. So I wonder how much the lines moved. Uh, I mean, still, it still says on my end it's uh, Atlanta minus three, but we get we we got it at minus three. So whatever. But uh, you know, I I agree with you though. Uh, the Jets they're playing. I mean, for all the struggles they've had, they are 13th in defensive EPA per play. And it, and Matt Ryan's not looked very good for the majority of this first quarter, and he's me missing both Calvin Ridley and uh, wide receiver two Russell Gage. Who Russell Gage? I mean, not like he's been playing anyway, but still not having either of those options, and them not really knowing how to use Kyle Pitts just yet. I you know. I, I think the Jets are going to win, and that, that fucking scares me because three out of the four of us are the Jets. The only person not to is Connor. So Connor must think Cordero Patterson is just going to dominate again. I mean, literally, yeah. you take Cordero Patterson out of last week's game, and the Falcons are like dog shit. Yeah. I, somehow that man put the team on his back, which is unbelievable because also he's a running back. Imagine putting the yeah. team on the back of running back. Well, to be fair, so he did play a lot of, his, of wide nothing receivers. Nothing he did was, yeah, I was going to say, not, almost his entire impact was as a wide receiver. So, and Moving on to the next one, another, uh, actually, no, it's actually a pretty good game, at least in terms of record. The 3-1 and one Packers visit Cincinnati to face the 3-1 and one Bengals. Um, it's pretty close line uh, for a game, uh, like, I don't know. I, I so I'm gonna I'll I'll go first here. Cincinnati Bengals, despite their record, they have not really impressed me one bit. I mean, they their first win against the Vikings, they won by an overtime field goal. They won off a last second field goal against the Jacksonville Jaguars, who have looked inept for most of the year. And then uh, their third win once against the uh, Pittsburgh your Pittsburgh Steelers, where you know that that's not necessarily even an, an impressive feat nowadays, apparently. So. I don't know. I, I think this line is kind of uh, it, it's kind of looking too close at the records than anything. I don't think this Cincinnati Bengals team is really a three and one team. Uh, I, I'm going to pick the Packers. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to. One thing that Cincinnati has done is they've kind of started off slow in many games and they've kind of writ, uh, rode off a hot streak towards the end to win with the last second heroics of uh, Joe Burrow. I don't think you can do that against Aaron Rodgers. I'm taking Green Bay. Yeah, I'm with you with Green Bay. I feel like the spread would be a little bit better. You know, give Green Bay another two or three points. Minus six would look a little bit better, and I would feel Mm. a little more comfortable maybe picking Cincinnati. But uh, Green Bay favored by three. Uh, That's just that's too low for me. I'm I'm definitely going Green Bay. 
nothing about this Cincinnati defense scares me. It's Aaron Rodgers. He's looked he's looked good since week one. Um, we all saw him pick apart the Steelers defense last week, and didn't, didn't get to throw that out there since I wasn't on the last episode. <laughs> but yeah, I I'm with you. I don't know. I mean, Joe Burrow's looked fine. He's I thought he looked good, but to your point, the situations that they've been in have all been incredibly close when they haven't been. And the only one they haven't been close with was the Steelers, who suck. Yeah. And then they lost the Bears uh, off, like, three back-to-back-to-back picks from uh, Burrow. But, you know, he's looked good. Just, you know, can't really trust Zach Taylor to have a good game plan. Moving on to the next game, we don't really have to talk about much. Detroit at Minnesota. Minnesota, they are nine-and-a-half-point favorites. Uh, we're, we're both going to say it. Minnesota's going to win. But I'm assuming we're both also going to say nine and a half points is a lot of points for a team in Detroit who's keeping it extremely close in most games. Yeah, and not to mention it, it's a divisional game. Those games always end up being close. Vikings like to play close too. You don't see the Vikings blowing teams out of the water too often. Nine and a half points is a lot of points. Uh, maybe a touchdown, and I feel better about taking taking the Vikings. But nine and a half is too much for me. No way I can take them. Yeah, I agree. So that's two back-to-back. All of us picked Green Bay, and then all of us picked Detroit. Another game that, I guess, I mean, I think this is going to be a very boring game, uh, to be honest, even though it might be a close one. Denver at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, they're one-and-a-half-point favorites. Are you surprised that the Steelers are favored in this game? Because I guess, like, there's, like... Uh, Let me ask you this. this. With Bridgewater is kind of a big part of it, I feel like. That's what I was going to say. If... If Bridgewater was starting, do you think it would be the opposite way? Do you think it would be Denver? I think it would probably be one and a half the other way. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Anyway, like, how do you, uh, first, let me ask you, how, what do you think about the quote where uh, the Steelers said, heck no, in terms of ever benching uh, Ben Roethlisberger? I am not in the slightest surprised, to be honest. I expected it. The only way they're going to get away with benching Big Ben is some sort of bullshit injury that they say he's hurting and doesn't come in, which he did come up on the injury report this week with a hip injury. But uh, they say he's the best chance for them to win. It's also far and away the best chance for them to lose every game. Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't, I can't take Pittsburgh here to be honest with you. I just can't. I yeah, think Denver, Denver has just such a good defense and big Ben has not been able to do anything against any defenses thus far. Yeah, and their run game has not been. It's not even like they've been able to get anything out of the run game to at least help them out. Not that they, that necessarily. They actually ran the ball somewhat well last week against the Packers, but on the few opportunities that presented it, which would be three wide open juju's, two of them would gone for a touchdown almost for sure. Big Ben just could not hit a throw. Don't know what it was. He's sitting here saying in his friggin' pressers today how he needs to work on his mechanics, bruh. You should have worked on your mechanics 15 years ago if this is the case. Are you kidding me? Oh, my God. You see that video with Chris Sims where he said, like, I've never really I, – I, I don't know what my mechanics are. I've just kind of – I kind of just throw the ball. There was, like, this old video, I think it was, like, three years ago, where he was, like, talking about it. He couldn't answer any questions about his mechanics because he honestly had no idea. He's just always been such a natural thrower of the football. To where he had no idea how to even answer. And now that like all of his like arm talent is gone, he's just like, holy shit, I actually need to work on this. It's a little late at this point. It is yeah. a little late. Oh yeah. What are you what are you taking here? 
I'm picking Denver. I think Teddy Bridgewater ends up playing. Apparently, he's progressing yeah. really well. And I think that I, I think the fact that Vic Vangio named Teddy Bridgewater to start the start of the season just tells me everything that we didn't know about him and Drew Locke. Like Teddy Bridgewater is like how many years into his career, and he was still like, "Oh, I'm going to take this version of Teddy over maybe the potential Drew Locke." So, yeah, I think Teddy's going to play uh, if he has a chance to play. And Denver will win. Uh, Connor is Pittsburgh. Gavin is Denver. So Connor lone wolf in it there. So next game, we got Miami going into Tampa Bay. Another situation where we don't have to talk about the game too much. Miami, they are 10-point underdogs. Tampa Bay is favored by 10. Connor's got Miami. Gavin's got Miami. Is this a situation for you where 10 is too many points? Or is Jacoby Brissett not offense? Are they just too inept for you? I'm kind of leaning towards the... Them being them being very inept, if you will. I I don't know. I mean, you got Brady coming off a, a close game in, with the Patriots, closer than it should have been, closer than it could have been. They could have lost that game. I don't know in Tampa. I feel like Brady's gonna have another big one here. I just I just can't see anything to go off of with Miami. I mean, has there word on two in the next couple weeks with his ribs? I haven't heard a whole lot about it. I haven't heard anything, which is concerning. I. I no idea. This 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 might get ugly quick for them. Because I mean, like even like the the one thing that they really had last year with Tua starting was they had such an insane defense, and right now their defense is just playing like shit. Like they're twentieth in defensive EPA right now, and it's not like they've played like a ton of like great competition either. Yeah, um, I'm gonna take Tampa here. I, I feel like in previous weeks, when in previous times, the last couple of years when we see Brady and the Bucks get up. They don't really let their foot up off the gas too much either. Brady just keeps chucking it, just wants more touchdowns, wants more stats. That's what it feels like for me. I expect that to be the same this game. Yeah, I'm I'm in the same boat. I I don't think th- this is this isn't a team that p- takes their foot off the gas. I mean, Bruce Arians like he can be he can be up like 20 points and he'll still say, "Hey, Tom, throw a deep ball to Antonio Brown or some shit like that." Uh, it it is not. This isn't a team that necessarily I'm scared of a big spread. Uh, so I'm picking Tampa Bay as well. Uh, moving to the next game, New Orleans. The Saints are traveling to Washington to face the Washington football team. New Orleans Saints are two-and-a-half-point favorites. Are you shocked at all that the Saints are favored in this game, uh, considering they just lost to the Giants and you know they don't have any pass catchers they really trust? Yeah, I, I, I would imagine it would be the other way around. Washington favored by two or three. Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't know what it is with New Orleans. I, I really don't know what their team is still. Like, what the fuck are they? It, I don't know how they they go out there and make it work. Because the question is, do they even make it work? Alvin Kamara hasn't even been running really well at all. What a couple games ago, you didn't even have a target or something like that. Like that's just nuts. I don't know. I certainly do not think they should be favored. I, I can't put any any of my faith into uh, Jameis here. I thought I thought Heineke's been okay, nothing special. But, I mean, their offense looks better than New Orleans' offense, to say the least. I'm going to take Washington here. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna pick New Orleans just and it's just like a gut feeling. It's not even necessarily like anything that they've shown because it just seems like uh, it, it's flip a coin and if they win or not. You know, it's just weird because like it just it's just weird because 
this isn't the Sean Payton offense that we've seen. Like it just seems like just such a ground and pound offense. And I, I hate that. And like they're not using Kamar in a passing game at all. Like last week he didn't have a single target. Like and how is that even the case? Uh I don't know. Uh but with that said, you know, the Washington defense has been insanely disappointing uh yeah, so far to start the that? year. I, I don't know. I mean, they're like they're not generating much of a pass rush. Uh, Chase Young's Why been a massive disappointment. Like at all? That's the thing. Yeah, That's it's crazy to me. Yeah, Chase Young's been a very disappointing to start the year. Uh, I think the I think the only defensive lineman they have like multiple sacks is Montez Sweat. Uh, yeah, they're not. They've not been doing great. Uh, so I'm gonna take the Saints and hope that they can contain. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, moving on to the next game, Philadelphia at Carolina. Carolina, they are three and a half point favorites. Uh, so we, so I'll go first. I'm gonna take Philly. I think Carolina wins, but uh, you know, four points is a lot in the NFL. Uh, you know, not that it's like a shit ton. You know, if the Carolina won by four or more, I wouldn't be shocked. But also, I think there's just gonna be a close game. Carolina's first three games weren't against anybody special when they went 3-0. I mean, they beat the Saints, which I guess is like, you know, the Giants just beat the Saints. That doesn't seem at all impressive anymore that the Giants did that. Then they beat the Jets. I mean, they beat the Jets week one. Then in week three, they beat, uh, um, who did they beat? Oh, they beat the Texans with fucking Davis Mills. So, you know, I, I don't think this Carolina team is really amazing their defense is solid but also their defense hasn't really played a uh a running quarterback like Jalen Hurts and I think that raises the baseline of the Philly uh offense so I'm taking Philly here yeah I mean they haven't played a a a running quarterback like that but I feel like especially now with the depth that they have at corner like they they can just throw one of them on him as a QB spy the entire game and and keep up with him I don't know I I don't I don't think I think if their Carolina's gonna do anything, it's take his legs out of the game and commit to it and make him beat him by the pass. And I don't, I don't know because you're not gonna put a corner and spy unless you're playing zone. And we and the numbers right now, the like Carolina is playing more man this year than they have in like the past yeah. decade. So like they, like they're not gonna have a corner play any spy there. Uh, so it's really gonna have to be. I don't know. I mean, I I wouldn't blame you if you still pick Carolina. I I get it. I I, I just think it's gonna be close. Mm, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm still going to take Carolina. I don't know. I just, I don't, my Hertz hasn't been amazing, whatever PFF thinks, but uh, is, uh, I'll take Carolina and just stick with it. Carolina. So you and Connor, Connor and Gavin agree with you. I'm lone wolfing on this one. So the Tennessee Titans, they're going into Jacksonville. AJ Brown and Julio might be playing. We don't really know yet. Uh, but I, I, if I had to guess, I think one of them will at least play. Uh, Connor picked Tennessee. Brown practice today. Julio did not. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, so Connor picked Tennessee. Gavin picked Tennessee. What's your thoughts? Um, if it were a couple more points, I'd take Jacksonville. I think. Yeah, if but. you think. If oh you said if it was more points, if it were more points, if it were five and a half six, I would I might take Jacksonville. Um, but I'm gonna take Tennessee 
I don't know. I, I think Derrick Henry can just run the fuck all over them, and it won't be a problem at all. I don't. They don't really have anybody to stop them. Tannehill doesn't even have to be good to in this game for them to win. And it's only four and a half. Trevor Lawrence probably make a couple stupid rookie mistakes again, even though this Titans D is awful. So yeah, give me Tennessee. Yeah, I'm going to take Tennessee as well. I, I just, especially after this week where fucking, like, Urban Meyer already said it's up to the team captains to get everybody prepared for the game. And, like, they haven't really had many, like, good meetings this week. I just think Jacksonville is going to be extremely distracted. I don't, I, I you know, I, I, I don't, I don't they're, see They it. almost, like, want to, they're almost going to want to look like shit and look super undisciplined to prove a point in how shitty Urban Meyer is and how much his one extra little holiday in uh in Ohio is going to take a toll on their team so he could dance on a, on a girl. <laughs> so unbelievable. Yeah, he's I mean, dude's going to be fucking smelling his fingers on the sideline while he gets his fucking L. <laughs> I mean, what bothered me is was that like if if that happened whatever, but like like obviously it's a shitty thing to do. But he literally just, like, told the team, hey, you guys go back without me. I'm going to spend an extra day here. Like, fuck that. Go back with your team, bro. This is your team. You commit to yeah. this team. That, that's yeah. that's what bothers me the most. Yeah, exactly. Uh, moving on to the next game. Another one of those games where we don't want to talk about it much. It's New England going against Houston. New England, they're eight-and-a-half-point favorites. Houston's at home. Connor picked New England. Gavin picked New England. What? How do you feel here? Yeah, so what Connor would say here is that um, Bill Belichick is great against rookie quarterbacks, and Davis Mills also sucks. So Davis Mills is going to have an awful day on Sunday, and I'm going to agree with Connor and take New England. I'm going to take I'm going to take Houston, uh, and the only and the thing is like it just sucks because you know Bill Belichick against rookie quarterbacks, especially like one of Davis Mills' caliber, isn't good. Like like like. I mean, Bill Belichick's awesome, and Davis Mills just isn't good. Uh, so I can see them blowing them out. But also, New England's offense hasn't scored 20 points in a single game this year. Uh, they have not been able to push the ball downfield. And, I, you know, this is just a lot of points. I'm just hoping – I'm just crossing my fingers that eight and a half points is too much for New England to cover, and Houston's able to get something down. So that's really my reasoning. No, no yeah, ever um, rhyme or reason to it. Has New England, you said they, they've been struggling to push the ball down. Have they been taking deep shots? I haven't been watching a whole lot of their games, unfortunately. Not not really. Not Is really. Do you think it's on Mac, or do you think it's on not trusting the receivers? I mean, they have, like, an Aguilar who can get open that, down there. That, that's, why I said in the, that's why I said in the last episode, like, Aguilar is one of the NFL's best deep threats last year, and they just haven't been using him that way. So I don't really know. I don't I don't know what's up with that. Uh, I, I think it might be – a mixture of them not trusting the weapons because it's not like they've used their new weapons a ton. Plus the fact that Mac isn't necessarily like a deep ball kind of guy. I don't know. I mean, he threw the deep ball well at Alabama, but yet again, he also had like, he had uh fucking, uh, why am I blanking? Devonta Smith and Jalen Waddle. So it's like, yeah, I can hit those deep balls too. Yeah, that's fair. I don't know. So I don't really I just... know. I feel like the way he looked against the, the Bucks the other night, and I thought he looked decent at times, picking them apart, playing it safe down there, open it up and take one, two, three shots that whole game. One of those hits is a different game. 
See, that's the thing, you know, and not that arm strength is like a huge deal or anything like that. Like, I mean, Joe Burrow was an, had an incredible deep uh, deep ball in college, and then he gets to the NFL, and while he struggled last year, he's doing so much better now. Uh, but you don't need a ton of arm strength in the NFL to have a good deep ball. But you definitely, I don't want to say need a good deep ball, but it's it makes the job a whole hell of a lot easier because you can't really depend to hit on these throws consistently between zero and 20 yards. You need you need the ability to flip the field in one play. And if you don't, you're just kind of limiting your offense to having to be perfect on every single play. I mean, but it doesn't have to be a 60-yard bomb down the field. 35, 45 yards to, to somebody, especially no, that, when you know. No, that's what that, I'm that's saying. That's definitely like, something that Mac has the ability to do, no question about it. No, and that's and that's not what I'm arguing. I'm 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 saying like it doesn't have to be a 50 yard bomb, but even a 35, 40 yard uh, pass like that flips the field for you. You're going you're going from like if you're at the 20 yard line is like you you throw a 35 yard pass, you get five yards after the catch. You're you're in opposing territory right there. You're flipping the field, but they don't have that right now. They don't have that ability. Uh Anyway, uh, moving on to the next game, Chicago moving into Las Vegas. Las Vegas, they're five and a half points, point favorites. Connor's picking Chicago. Gavin's picking Chicago. Uh, I'll go first. Uh, I'm picking Las Vegas. I, you know, I think one game against the Detroit Lions where that offense looked really, really good, that I, I'm not going to just trust that all of a sudden. It's the Detroit Lions. Um you know, Bill Lazor did just call plays, uh, and they looked a lot better. But I want to see it another week against a better defense. Um, so, you know, this is a really strong pass rush, at least so far this year, with Max Crosby and Nene Ngakwe. And Justin Fields just two weeks ago, he looked like he couldn't pass the ball whatsoever with the Chicago offensive line against the uh, Browns. So, yeah, I'm, I don't know. I'm going to pick Vegas. Yeah, I was thinking the exact same thing a couple weeks ago. You get good pressure on in on him, and and he just he cannot get it out, and he also has trouble holding the ball. We've known that for since college. I think Raiders still do still have a good pass rush. Say what you will about the the other night, but I don't know. It's it's still a rookie quarterback. It's still Justin Fields. Sure, he, he's going to have some more great throws, some bombs here and there, um, but if you're getting pressure in on him, he's going to panic a little bit. He hasn't settled into waiting in the pocket and making it right. I think he's going to panic even take sacks like he did against the Browns a couple weeks ago. All right, so I got a little, so I got a lone wolf opportunity there. Moving on to the next game, we got Cleveland Browns traveling to Los Angeles to face the Chargers. Chargers there are two-point favorites. So what do you think about this Baker injury where, like, you know, like it is, it's not his throwing shoulder, but obviously he, mi- he missed a lot of uh, – he missed a lot of opportunities last week against Odell for Odell, where Odell probably should have, would have, could have had three touchdowns. Uh, and I wonder how much, you know, because that torque, like the torque of your body as you throw the ball, and you know, just the natural motion of you throwing the ball, you're gonna like, you're like, it's impossible not to move, even though it's not your throwing shoulder, it's impossible not to move it. I wonder how much that discomfort of throwing the ball even if it's is uh, opposing uh, opposite shoulder, how much that impacts him and his accuracy. 
Yeah, I'm gonna say it's it's more than more than it's given credit for. For as much as I rip on Baker and hate the Browns and such, you don't see Baker missing wide open passes. Like Odell was wide open several times. He doesn't miss the, that many throws like that. He's not that bad. Like you said, just the way you hold up the ball, your whole throwing motion, sure, it's not your throwing arm, but it's still affecting you. You're still wincing a little bit every time you move, every time you throw. Do you see the play he got injured on? Yeah. Yeah. It, it, they, I feel like that's always the case, bro. Just don't. It's not worth it. Let him run back for a yeah. touchdown if that's the case. It's not yeah. worth it. It's I I mean I appreciate it. I, I can always appreciate a quarterback who's like, oh man, I made a mistake. I gotta make up for it. But man, you just just fucking let the play end. You you if the, if you go down and you're out for the year, your team season's over. Like, that's that's it. Like who who's gonna who's gonna replace you? I get it. It's not like you're like Peyton Manning if you go down, like the Super Bowl aspirations are completely over. I mean, but you're still a starting quarterback in the NFL. You're a pretty damn good quarterback, and most teams don't have two damn good quarterbacks on your team. So if you go down, it's done. The thing is, it's not even the, like them throwing a pick and trying to tackle the guy afterwards or trying to get involved in the play that bothers me. I've seen it with, with for years with Big Ben because every time he throws a pick, he gets angry and tries to do something. It's But it's that anger, and they're so mad about it, and they just like throw themselves at him in a stupid way, and that's exactly what Baker did. Like, he just awkwardly put his shoulder out and, like, ran hard into the guy. And it just – it looks super awkward when you go back and watch it. He didn't tackle him. Like, just get in front of him, slow him down, let somebody else hit him. You're still making up for it. It's yeah. not like it was a one-on-one against Baker for a touchdown. So there were plenty of guys yeah. around the play. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But with that, the fact that he still, you know, has some issues with it, it's still, still showing up on the injury report here. This Chargers defense has looked good. The Chargers defense yeah, they have. look very good. And I, I think they're going to give Baker some real trouble on Sunday. Yeah, so, I mean, Sante Samuel Jr. fitting right in. Uh, Man's a monster. You know, Joe, Joe, uh, Joey Bosa is looking like arguably the best pass rusher in football right now. And, you know, if if Baker just misses one or two throws, like this is, you know, this is one of those things where, you know, it's going to be a close game, I think, but... Before this, I was thinking I was going to go uh, Cleveland just because, you know, two really, really good teams. I'm going to take the per- the team with the points. But, you know, I just I don't know. I, I, I don't want to say I don't trust Baker, but I think I just trust Herbert more. So I'm going to take Herbert and the Chargers minus two. Uh, next game, San Francisco, Trey Lance making his NFL starting debut uh, going against the Arizona Cardinals, where the Cardinals are five point favorites. Uh, I don't know what to think about this one. Uh, so I actually think I think I would have would take the 49ers if it were Garoppolo playing. And I know that's weird to say, but I think I actually would take the Niners here to even potentially win it if Garoppolo is playing. But the Cardinals have been dominant. They've looked really good. It's a division game. It's going to be a close matchup no matter what I think. But to your point, it's his NFL debut. Cardinals defense has surprisingly looked decent, better than most have expected, specifically their secondary. But, again, it's it's a rookie quarterback coming out here making his NFL debut against a, an undefeated team. I'm going to take I'm gonna take the Cardinals here. It's five points, sure, but I don't know. I, I just don't think they stop rolling, to be honest with you. So, 
You took Arizona. Connor took San Francisco. Gavin took San Francisco. I'm going to take San Francisco as well. And it's kind of the same argument that I had for Jalen Hurts in Philly. I think I think the fact is that the Cardinals, the quarterbacks that they've faced so far have been Ryan Tannehill, who's he's not like emo, immobile, but he's not like a he's mobile yeah. mobile quarterback. They faced Kirk Cousins, who's a fucking statue. Uh, they faced uh, Trevor Lawrence, who hasn't really taken advantage of his legs thus far early in his career, and then Matthew Stafford. They haven't seen a rushing quarterback, and they haven't seen one as dynamic as Trey Lance. I don't think this is going to be like a great Trey Lance passing day, but I think the running game behind him, I think they'll be able to stay within five, whether or not it starts. I think this might be one of those games where Arizona gets out, and then Trey Lance and the San Francisco 49ers just get within five in uh, garbage time. So I'm picking San Francisco. Uh, moving on to Dallas, where the Dallas Cowboys are seven-point favorites, hosting the Giants. Uh, with Danny Dimes playing as well as he is, I don't... Seven Do points. You... I, I seven don't points. seven points. Seven points is a lot, but I'm going to pick Dallas, and I'll tell you yeah. why. So careful, every every Giants Twitter fan out here, turn close your ears. It's not going to be yeah. good. Yeah. So the reason why I'm picking Dallas is because I mean the fact of the matter is, so let me just ask you, how many points do you think the, the Cowboys scored in this game? In this game, probably between twenty eight and forty two points. Okay. So the Giants have yet to score thirty points this year, and in two of the games they've they haven't even scored twenty. I'm not one to really put my faith in Jason Garrett to suddenly get aggressive when he's calling plays. Like this past week, the reason, I mean, they beat the Saints because they got aggressive in the fourth quarter, but this Cowboys team isn't really a team that you can just be like, okay, I'm going to put my foot in the gas now in the fourth quarter. They're a team that you have to have your foot in the gas the entire game because their offense, they can win in so many different ways. I mean, the passing game, their offensive line is incredible. They have Amari Cooper and uh, and CeeDee Lamb with Doc Prescott, of course, an excellent quarterback. And also their running game behind Zeke and Pollard. It's like there's not really a there's not a weakness to their offense. They're going to score points, especially with the Giants struggling defensively. They're 27th in EPA per play right now defensively, which coming into the year, I don't think anybody saw that coming. They've regressed defensively. Like, I mean, I saw a regression. I didn't see a regression this bad. So. It really comes down to Jason Garrett. Do I trust Jason Garrett to let Daniel, uh, Daniel Jones loose and score 30-plus points? I don't. So I am I think this is going to be a game where it's me 35-24 Dallas. I'm picking Dallas. Especially because Joe Judge, also conservative coach, who is yeah, It'll be late shitless. in the third quarter, and they'll be down 14. They'll kick a fucking field goal or something. Yeah. That's yeah. actually probably – you can probably quote me on that, that that will happen in this game. They'll be down yeah, two scores I'll, late, and they'll kick a fucking field goal. Yeah, and I'll pull this fucking clip, and then I will uh, I will tweet it out, and I will say, fuck you, at PM Schmitty. <laughs> um, I don't know. I Seven points, I feel like, is a lot. To your point, I know the Giants haven't been scoring a lot, but I don't know. Giants, Dallas, uh, it's, it's going to be a close, know, pretty weird. game. But isn't it so weird, though, because, like, 
Daniel Jones doesn't matter like what metric you put out there, PFF grade, uh, quarterback rating, like uh, EPA per play, like doesn't matter like what metric out there. Like he's been a top between like a top five quarterback and top fifteen quarterback, no matter what metric you use. But yet they're not scoring points. That like yeah, that's crazy. I don't know. That like that's pet. that's you get Shepard back this week. Do you know or no? Don't know yet. He 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 was limited in practice today. I mean, he didn't really practice. He put the pads on, and I think he did like individual drills. I could, I don't quote me on that, but I know he put pads on, and he didn't do much. I thought Galladay looked really good last week. Kind of the he first did. time that I watched him, that I thought, wow, that's Galladay. And Tony looked. Tony, Tony looked good as well. Tony is already my favorite player. He's played. He's played one game in his starting role. He's my favorite player. He's my favorite Giant. I'm going to take the Giants, though. I just think divisional games, specifically between the Giants and Cowboys, seven points is a lot here. Sure, I, I could even see, sure, the Giants aren't going to score a lot of points, but somehow Giants defense shows up a little bit against the Cowboys here. For as great as their offense is, that makes a mistake or two here and there. All of a sudden, it's a closer game at the end than you think. Yeah. And moving on to the Sunday night football game, the Buffalo Bills travel to Kansas City to face the Chiefs. The Chiefs are three-point favorites, which makes me so happy because there aren't many lines where you feel comfortable taking the Chiefs because they're all usually so crazy. I, it's so nice to see like a monotoned kind of line where you can pick it and just feel confident that they can actually they can hit it. Uh so, I mean, I guess I'm kind of hinting at my pick already. I'm picking Kansas City. I am a little worried because their defense is right now the worst in the NFL. And granted, they have played a bunch of tough defenses. I mean, offenses, they've kind of played a gauntlet of some of the NFL's best offenses so far. Uh, with that said, though, uh, I'm just, uh, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to roll with Patrick Mahomes. I, I, I think this might be a game where... Buffalo's defense, despite it starting off really, really well, this is a different type of challenge. And I think Kansas City is going to try and show people why they should still be the AFC favorites. I really want to pick them, too, to be honest with you. But I, I feel like Buffalo's angry from last year. I feel like I feel like this they, they've been waiting for as great as they've looked the last couple of weeks. I feel like they've been waiting for this one all year, for sure. They've been counting the days till they, they get to play the Chiefs again. Counting the days. I think I, I don't know. I think that'd be fun. I hope they do. Honestly, I, I, I think I'm gonna take Buffalo and, and hope that the, I, what I'm predicting for the Chiefs at least this year is is similar to the Ravens storyline of last year. Take out injuries and such. You know, maybe, maybe rough maybe start this, to the year with a comeback. Maybe this should be a uh, a story for a content episode that we do. Uh, but isn't it kind of crazy how open the NFL feels right now? I feel like it hasn't felt this open. Like, cause like last year it just felt like who's going to like, who's going to be playing the chiefs. And then even then, like we only had like two teams, in the NFC that we were really that confident in, or like three, I guess, cause the saints. Yeah, like, no, I like, agree. Chiefs could like, go out on any Sunday against almost any team and still and lose now. And you wouldn't be that shocked by it. Like I like in the AFC, I wouldn't be shocked at all if the Chiefs won the Super Bowl, the Bills won the Super Bowl, um, the uh, Ravens won the Super Bowl, the uh, uh, with, with Baker here, I don't know, Brown, but the Browns are up there, and then the NFC, I mean, Tampa Bay, Rams, Cardinals, 
uh, Bucks, even even the Cowboys are up there. Like this is this is a really open year. I'm really really excited with how it's going so far. Maybe that maybe that's probably a conversation for another day. But I'm really excited about the potential of the 2021 season. Do you think real quick? Do you think the rest of the year goes how we're seeing it now and it feels open, or do you think come you know back end of the season, week 14 to 18, we see you know oh. Green Bay emerges still as the top two, or Tampa continues to stay at one. Chiefs stay at one, etc. Well, I think I think Tampa Bay is going to have like an incredible record, and I think Tampa Bay and the Chiefs are two teams that are probably. I think the Chiefs. I'm sorry. I think Tampa Bay is going to end up just being the overall all favorite because I don't think there's going to be any games that they really lose. I think they're going to like end up going like. 14 and three, and then they're going to get to buy. So they're going to be the overwhelming favorite. Uh, the chiefs, they might be a little vulnerable only because I mean, their division is like super, super good. Uh, I don't, I don't, so they might not even get the buy. There's only one buy nowadays. This isn't like two years ago where there's two buys. They, they very well might get like the second seed. And then because of that, they might have play in a wild card. And there's, it's such a, both conferences are so stacked nowadays. Like they can, they can legitimately lose. But I do think there's going to be a point where the Chiefs get rolling, and then everybody's going to go, "Oh, who like who can stop the Chiefs?" And it's kind of like, I don't know, but who can who who can the Chiefs stop? True. Defensively, that defense needs to make a, a big difference if they're going to go all the way this year. Uh, so uh, moving on to the last game, Monday Night Football game, Indianapolis Colts. Go to travel to Baltimore to face the Ravens. Uh, so Connor picked the Ravens. Gavin picked the Ravens. Who 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 do you think? Is seven points too much for you? I want to pick the Ravens, but hearing that you said Gavin and Connor both took the Ravens makes you want to take the Colts. Would it make you feel better if I said I also want to take the Colts? Mm, it wouldn't make me feel better. That, or it does, make, you, it make me want to take the Ravens. Then. <laughs> okay, so if you, want, if you want to take the Ravens, take the Ravens. But like I, so I'm gonna give, I'm gonna give you my reasoning. My reasoning okay. being, so I mean, for one, okay, Lamar Jackson deserves so much fucking credit for how he's passing the ball, and like the thing is, like it could be so much better if you know his receivers weren't dropping the ball on like these big plays. And also, like, the running game isn't, like, necessarily what it was. For, I, mean, I don't know why the fuck they sat their best running back in Tyson Williams last week. It just kind of, like, th- this – you've seen how well he's been running the ball. Like, he's been rushing for, like – I think he's averaging, like, six yards a carry. And they're like, nah, we're going to go with a uh, three-headed monster with Latavius Murray, Le'Veon Bell, and Devonta Freeman. So you're just leaving some, some – uh, it's it's you know you have this fantastic running scheme you have Lamar Jackson you have this ice cream Sunday and then you're just like nah I'm just gonna leave it just ice cream no sprinkles no fucking uh no syrup or anything like that none of that fancy shit I all all I want is my Lamar Jackson ice cream and that's fucking it but whatever it's fine they're still good they're still gonna win this game it's just you know I don't necessarily trust that they're gonna be able to. You know, seven points is a lot in the NFL. I don't think they're going to be able to put it away unless that running game just, like, goes off for, like, 200. Like, 200-plus yards and, like, I don't know. I, I don't really think that they're really a team that's, you it's, know. It's weird, though, because, you know, 
for the first couple weeks here and for the majority of last year, we say Ravens put teams away, Ravens put teams away. But this year they have been not. very much They're the opposite not. and have just been – I mean, for look at the Lions game, for example. Yeah. They essentially lost that game. Yeah, they really if did. If it weren't for a, two miracles, a fourth and 23 somehow gets converted. They yeah. spike the ball and then make a 66-yard field goal. Like, the, that is just unbelievable. Because this is a team that's built for the ground game, and they're not really, like, to Raven standards, they're not running the ball that well. And they don't have the, as of right now, they don't have the passing weapons to be able to, like, put their foot on the gas and just roll over people. Like, they're, they're only Rashad real... Bateman might make his debut this week. Very excited yeah. about it. Yeah. No, I'm very excited. I would love to see Rashad Bateman. But, you know, like, Marquise Brown, and uh, Mark Andrews, and Sammy Watkins aren't going to be a team that's going to be able to be, like, a heavy-volume passing attack and score 30-plus points a game. Like, this is a team that's going to have to... The way they're going to score is running the ball and mix, mixing it up, like, uh, with play-action passing. And right now, like they're just not that fierce running team, especially because it's not a team. It's not like they're stopping running the ball, right? They still have a high number volume of rushing attempts. It's just they're not doing what we're used to seeing them do. So I, I, with that said, like if they're gonna run the ball and they're not gonna be as efficient as they were the past two years, it's tough to say that they're gonna put a team away. Uh, Maybe that changes this week. Uh, Hopefully they play Tyson Williams, but. you know, with that said, I think they stay within seven. Baltimore wins, Indianapolis covers. And you're going with Baltimore? I'm going to stick with Baltimore, yeah. And just real quick on the Tyson Williams thing, that's really shitty to do as a team on a guy who's been really good this year, and then you sign a couple of veterans back. And not that not that he shouldn't, you shouldn't be giving touches to Murray and Freeman or whatever because you signed him, they, you need the depth. But you don't even dress the guy up. You don't even send him out there on the field after he's been killing it for you for the last three weeks. Fuck that. That's a shitty thing for me. I don't like that. Yeah. I mean, like, for no and, reason, for literally no reason other than we have three veteran backs. I mean, he he has, I guess he has, one, I mean, he has one fumble in the year. It's not like he's like it, fumbling his shit time. Pass protection is the reason why he isn't getting as many, specifically third downs in the recent weeks. He's, he's your most, ex- pass protection. But he's yes, your most explosive. Play him on back. first and second down. I, yeah. I don't see the problem with that. I, I agree. It, it doesn't make any sense. And this is an offense where you can actually argue that who you have in the backfield matters because they run the ball so much. So uh, with that said, that'll be our episode. Uh, we'll catch you again after the week five slate of games. Uh, we'll see you next Wednesday. Uh, hopefully you follow s- somebody's picks here and hopefully we don't fuck you over. Uh, Peach Money just go- did go 13 and three. So I guess somebody out there, please, please. I'll send you the money as well, because unfortunately we don't live in a state where we can uh, gamble online. Someone please go bet on all of my picks. I'll send you, I'll split it with you, send you the money. Let's (laughs) fucking do this, guys. I'm telling you, I'm going off this week. You're going 16-0? I wouldn't put a parlay on all my games, no. I would just say bet on each one individually and expect a a good turnout. Maybe pick like five in the middle there for a parlay and we'll, we'll hit it. There was a point last week, and uh, after this, I'll end, end the episode. There was a point last week where I thought you were going to go undefeated. 
God, that would have been amazing. I'm there pissed was a about point. the I was, fucking Texans pick. That was my I the was, one that I was most mad about. I was going for the games, and I was like, oh, shit. This is this is crazy. And then uh, and I saw the Houston pick, and I was like, ah, oh, there it is. That one, That's it. that one fucking pisses me off. I shouldn't have done it. Stupid. I, I've taken Houston for the last, like, three weeks, and if you could tell, this week I did not because they fucking burned me. I'm sick of taking them for the fucking points. Yeah, and I'm picking Houston, and now they're going to burn me. So that's fan-fucking-tastic. <laughs> anyway, uh, we'll see you guys next time. Thank you, for, as always, for listening. Peace out.